You may have heard me talk about the benefits of a yoga practice, and you may even know that this is really the only intentional movement that I do for my health regularly. But what if you're not to that point where yoga is going to be your main thing, and that's what you're going to choose to use for your movement plan? There is a way to incorporate both traditional fitness as well as yoga into one concise program or plan, but what does that look like? That's what I'm going to share with you in today's episode, what that transition looked like for me and what it might look like for someone who may be interested in starting a yoga practice, but not ready to give up the other forms of activity like running, weightlifting, swimming, biking, whatever it may be that fulfills you when it comes to movement for your health. Welcome to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. I'm a wife to a law enforcement officer and mama to three lively littles. I'm a business owner, yoga teacher, health coach, and wellness and life enthusiast. And what I really like doing is connecting others like you with resources that could bring you health, harmony, and happiness on your life journey. These three elements are a result of that inner light that flows naturally through you and brings contentment. They happen when you seek to live mindfully as your best self and tune in to following this inner guidance. May this podcast serve as a nudge to discover tools that could help you on your path towards more conscious living. Hey friends, I'm back today with another solo episode of Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy, and I am so glad that you are here. You guys, I know that there are so many podcasts out there, and honestly, podcasting is still relatively a new thing, and there's not even that many podcasts out there yet, but I do know that there are a lot of them, and you have a choice in what you listen to, and I am so grateful that you are here, that you are taking the time and and taking the energy to listen to these health, harmony, and happiness nudges to support me in my podcasting efforts and to just be here. So thanks. I really, really appreciate it. And I really appreciate it also when you share this with other people. Um, So thank you very much. If you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, go ahead and click subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And consider leaving a rating or review so that we can grow this podcast and cultivate more health, harmony, and happiness in the world. Today, we are talking about creating a movement plan. I say movement plan because I don't really consider yoga to be for fitness. I know a lot of people do, and that's kind of the message that is sometimes put out there is that it's just another element of your fitness And it can be approached like that. For instance, you need to dedicate time to stretching after you get done lifting weights or after you get done running. So add some yoga in. And that just becomes part of your workout plan. In the beginning, that may be suitable. You're stretching your muscles and that's how you look at yoga. But in all honesty, the practice of yoga is much deeper than that. When we consider that yoga is thought of as a mind-body practice, 
it basically is saying that the mind and body are one and not two separate entities. So whatever is happening in your mind is manifesting in your body somewhere, some sort of belief pattern that you may have created tens of years ago or as a child may be showing up somewhere in your body as a physical limitation or restriction. And it works the other way as well. Our bodies conform to the way we live in our daily lives, right? And you know this because this is what fitness does. It trains your body to move in a certain way, to work in a certain way. But if you look at your activities of daily living, there may be things that you're doing that automatically are going to be creating those restrictions in your body. The easiest one that I can give you an example of is driving a car. Think how many times we get in and out of the car, which foot you press the gas with, and how you sit in your car. Those are repetitive movements. You're holding onto the steering wheel. You're um, pressing with your right foot. Those are things that are going to create limitations in our body and ultimately may create more restriction on one side of your body than the other. So if you continue to do those limiting practices or limiting daily activities without trying to combat it or add something in to bring your body back towards balance, then ultimately you're going to continue to move farther and farther away from balance. And I know this because of my own experience. And one example of this right now in my life is that I am nursing a baby and holding an infant pretty frequently. So my body has conformed to the fact that it thinks I need to raise my shoulders a little bit more to support the baby or stand with my hip jutted out a little bit with the baby on my hip. Those of you who have had children probably can relate and can remember this time in your life. But what that has done to myself has created really tight shoulders and a lot of tension in my neck and shoulders that is completely impacting one side of my body than more than the other because I tend to hold an infant on my left side more so than my right. But I also know because of experience, and this is what has happened in the past with my body, that when I stop nursing and when I stop lifting or carrying a child or an infant so often and so frequently, that my body will go back to that place of more balance, um, more symmetry. It's not completely ever symmetrical, but that tension starts to leave my body. So those physical things that we do every day could be causing tension in our body, which ultimately impacts the mind. The mind-body connection, as I said before, is one, making your body a complete whole being. And those limitations that I'm creating because of the activities and the things that I'm doing to cause tension on the one side of my body or in my shoulders and neck really are creating more patterns in my mind right now that actually do reflect some stress and anxiety. And that is why I continue to practice yoga daily. So as you can see, this is kind of a complex issue and goes pretty deep. Let's look at fitness for a moment. Fitness is a simple solution to that complex problem that I was just telling you about. 
Are there simple solutions to complex problems? Probably not. Because our body is so complex, it's going to require a more complex solution to actually organize it in the best possible way. Yet we have tried over the years to create this simple solution, like running. Um, It's a repetitive movement that honestly is going to create more restriction in your body because you're doing the same thing over and over, just like what I said earlier. But it has become a solution that we use for weight loss or maintaining health. And I don't really know that it's necessary to elevate your heart rate for that long of a period of time, but that's a whole nother subject and topic that we're not going to dive into today. There's a great TED Talk out there about that um, that you can look up too to find out more information. But like I said, that's another topic for another day. You may work out because it feels good and it makes you feel good. You may work out because you want to lose weight. You may even work out just because it's a way to relieve stress, to take time for yourself, and to feel good about yourself as well. So those are all really big ideas and big concepts if you dig into them and unpack them a deeper level. But my point is you're working out because it fulfills something within you. I was the exact same. I liked feeling the burn. I liked the endorphin high that I got from working out, from throwing some weights around. That was all good to me. And I didn't realize until I had a dedicated yoga practice that that actually was working against me and against creating a better version of myself. Because when you consider the fact that strength training or um, endurance cardio training is intended to add resistance to your body or you have to use resistance in order to get stronger, to run farther, to produce more results, those are the spiritual qualities that you are creating within yourself. Willpower, determination, strength, all of those qualities that are actually really good, but may be lacking in some of the other elements that are also very good to possess in who you are as a person. Compassion, kindness, nonviolence. Those are elements that a yoga practice tends to create, and that yoga is hoping to create within individuals. So you can see where it could be thought that both types of practice or training are beneficial to the human body. This is actually the mindset I had before going completely to an adamantine yoga practice. And I never really intended to step away from strength training, from doing um, heavy workouts, It just morphed into that, and I'll tell you a little bit more in a moment why I think it did. But when I first found James and Adamantine Yoga, I was doing a lot of CrossFit-style workouts, cross-training, teaching group fitness classes, and personal training. Never did it ever cross my mind that I would give up those sorts of activities because that was my passion. And that's what I went to school to do. I went to school for exercise science, for health and human performance. And for that, 
The idea and the concept is a traditional movement plan, um, fitness, weight sh- strength training rather, um, using a combination of all of those elements to create who we are as people. But I also knew how yoga affected me and how it was super beneficial to my mental health. And because of my background, I was always very conscious of creating balanced workouts and programs, which is probably partially why adamantine resonates with me so much because it is seeking to create a more balanced body in a very systematic approach. You've heard me say that before if you've listened to this podcast at all. But let's go back to that time before I knew about adamantine and before I had practiced it or before I really was practicing yoga consistently because I will say that I practiced yoga, but I really didn't have a practice that I called my own. Um, The yoga that I was practicing was sporadic, as you've heard me say, and then I used those postures for stretching, which in the beginning as I said at the beginning of the podcast, can serve you and it can be very beneficial to what you're doing and can complement your, your um, workout program. And we're going to talk about how to make that happen in just a moment as well. But back in this time when I was doing all of these workouts and cross training, I definitely prided myself in how strong I was and in creating a muscular looking body. So in the very beginning, I think I probably practiced adamantine at least three to four days a week, and I did cross training three to four days a week as well. Sometimes I took a day off, or sometimes my day off of cross training actually was a day to practice yoga, and I would frequently use the yoga practice that I was learning as a way to stretch after working out to help with soreness and to hopefully increase mobility, which it did to a certain extent, but it wasn't until I dropped weight training and long distance running that I actually really began to see transformation and differences in my mobility. And this is because when you're doing both, so for instance, you're doing a dedicated yoga practice and your cross training, um, running, strength training, whatever it may be that you choose, it's like turning on the air conditioner and the furnace at the same time and hoping to get results. It kind of can be an approach that um, works against each other, right? But you're still getting a little benefit from each. Eventually, I started to shorten and maximize my workouts so that I was lifting only two or three days a week and eventually transitioning to primarily kettlebells at least twice a week and practicing yoga for five days a week. The kettlebell workout gave me the most bang for my buck, basically. I could get a total body workout, cardio and strength all in one and still feel like I was doing something good for my body in a short amount of time And it allowed me enough time to practice yoga because if you are practicing adamantine yoga, it generally takes about 45 minutes for your practice. So if you're doing that as well as another workout that takes 45 minutes, that's a lot of time you're dedicating to self-care during your day. Um, And we don't always have that much time to do that. Time is a valuable thing, as you all know. So my thought process behind doing that was that I could do a 15 to 20 minute kettlebell workout and then spend 45 minutes 
on my yoga practice and be done with my self-care in maybe an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half with everything, including warm-up, cool-down, and so forth. And that's fairly reasonable. And I feel like that's kind of what most people would be able to dedicate to their day for self-care. Don't get me wrong. I have loved running my entire life. Since I began to walk, I have loved running. And I would still pepper it into my workout routine every once in a while. But I still noticed that it was working against me. And whenever I would run, I would feel it in my practice. It wasn't a bad thing. But I would just know that on the days after I ran, I was going to be a little bit tighter than the days that I didn't run. Same thing with kettlebells. I started to realize that as well. When I would do a kettlebell workout the next day, I was going to be a little bit tighter. But I was still seeing progress because I was maybe only doing those workouts two, maybe three days a week as I began to taper off and away from them. Eventually, my running turned into walking and pushing a stroller. I did do some running and pushing a stroller for a time being, but eventually I also included a social aspect into it and preferred to walk and talk to a friend and push a stroller. And then I was practicing yoga six days a week because I realized that that was super beneficial to who I was becoming and to the person that I wanted to be. Quite honestly, it wasn't until after having a baby and going back to work full-time and not having the time to dedicate to doing both a workout program and practicing yoga as I really wanted to that I realized my yoga practice had come back stronger than pre-pregnancy and I felt better than I did before I became pregnant. The light bulb kind of started to go on then and that point, I think I was practicing adamantine consistently at least five to six days a week and walking two to four days a week, that if I was going to do other workouts, then my practice was just going to suffer. The amazing thing was, though, that I was still really strong in things like handstand and push-ups, but front splits were also coming much easier to me because I wasn't fatigued or sore from a workout. And I was getting these fantastic mental health benefits like stress reduction and more peace and calm within my mind. Uh, So it sold me. And um, from that point on, I've practiced adamantine six days a week. And at this point in my life with a six-month-old and two other little kids, I hopefully walk one to two days a week, but that doesn't always happen, especially because it's winter right now. And I still feel like I'm in mostly the best shape of my life. Again, there's some stuff going on because of holding an infant and and nursing, but that's just minor stuff that I know is going to go away once I change those movement patterns. It's amazing to me how the shape of my body has physically changed, but I'm still very strong and capable. I just don't have the bulk of the muscles that I had. And quite honestly, I don't think I need that bulk of muscle to do what I want to do in life. So it kind of happened naturally that I eventually just gave up the other workouts and almost without me even realizing it until it had already happened. But I want to point out to you that there is a time and a place where both practices can work in your life. And it is possible to have a workout program that also works in 
tandem with a yoga practice. Maybe it looks like you're doing yoga on the days that you aren't doing the other dedicated physical movement. Maybe it looks like you're doing a shortened version of a workout with your yoga practice following it so that your body can stretch and you'll actually have more mobility because your muscles will be warm. For me though, there was a tipping point and this is I guess what I would hope for someone else who begins to practice adamantine is that there is that tipping point where you realize the benefits of your yoga practice are far greater than the benefits of the repetitive movements of working out. Sometimes those workouts are needed in the beginning because perhaps weight loss is one of the primary concerns and burning the extra calories is what your body also needs. But it's been my experience that there comes a point when your body doesn't necessarily need that because you start to realize that other things come into play with creating this whole self, that complex being of who you are. And those things are like nutrition. So why do you need to lose weight? Probably because nutrition is out of alignment with the rest of who you are. Or maybe there's some mental emotional stuff that you've physically been holding onto and that's being represented in your body as excess weight. I don't know what it is, but I know that those things are a reflection of who we are as people and what's going on in your mind. So if I were going to give you a clear recommendation on how to incorporate a yoga practice or a yoga practice like adamantine into your current workout plan, let's look at this example. Perhaps you're working out five days a week. You're taking the weekend off. That's pretty typical for someone. Maybe you would begin by cutting back on your workout program to four days a week and adding in yoga two days a week. That yoga practice ideally would be done following your workout program if you're doing it on one of the days that you are working out. Once you realize the benefits of what yoga is doing for you, you may think that you would like to add in another day of yoga. So maybe you add in one more day and maintain at four days a week of working out. That means that you could potentially be doing something physically seven days a week. I don't know that that's necessary, um, but it is possible. Or maybe you would prefer to shorten your workout two days a week, add in the yoga practice, and then take one day that is just dedicated to yoga and maybe you're spending a little bit more time with your yoga practice. You're still going to see results. It's just not going to be as quick as if you're doing more days of yoga and fewer days of a traditional workout. Then eventually, naturally, that may just start to shift. And like I said, you may hit a tipping point where you're practicing yoga more than you are doing the other workouts. I'm going to leave you with this thought. Adamantine yoga came to me at a time in my life when unknowingly I was preparing for a whole lot of changes to be taking place. It actually came to me right before I began having children and a time in my life where I was unknowingly preparing for a lot of changes and things that would potentially cause me a lot of stress. I needed a better way to cope and deal with stress than what I was currently doing. I didn't know this, but it's just how the universe and God was aligning things. It may also be that that's what needed to happen in my life. 
to prepare me to be a better version of myself that I wasn't going to achieve by sticking with a traditional fitness program. As I said before, we are complex human beings and simple solutions don't generally work for complex problems. But if mobility is something that you know you need more of in your life and you just don't know how to incorporate it into your movement plan that you have right now, it's possible. And I hope that the tips I gave you today help you to incorporate some sort of dedicated mobility plan into your intentional movement plan. I just know that you'll start to realize that the benefits far outweigh the consequences of not having a mobility plan. As you know, my choice is adamantine yoga, but anything is better than nothing. So I want to know, do you have a dedicated mobility plan or practice that you use in conjunction with a workout plan? And if so, what does it look like? Share with me in the comments section at karenyogawellness.com slash podcast 24 or in the Cultivating Health, Harmony, and Happiness community on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you what you currently do, or if you're interested in learning more about how a dedicated yoga practice could impact who you are as a person and impact your life. Once again, that's C-A-I-R-N, yogawellness.com slash podcast 24. You'll also be able to find all the show notes as well as highlights of how I transitioned into my yoga practice and what it looked like when I was doing both yoga and traditional workouts. Thanks for tuning in today. Join the conversation on the website or in the Facebook community. I'd love to see you over there and to just have you join the conversations that we have in that group. Cheers to cultivating more health, harmony, and happiness in your life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, Help us grow this podcast by sharing it with even just one other person. And it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment of your time to write a review. Your comments and feedback are what help me continue to bring you topics and guests that can help you and others on their journey in creating health, harmony, and happiness. Remember to head on over to cairnyogawellness.com to get the show notes and links from today's episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Karen Yoga Wellness. And to continue connecting with more resources that could help you enhance health, harmony, and happiness in your own life, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>